Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I am your host, Matilda Johnson, and today we are going to get messy and we are going to get vulnerable together. So you might have noticed that I did take a little hiatus last week, and that's because I honestly just really struggled to create the podcast, to be honest. Like, it's it's a shame because today's topic would have been so fitting for last week because we are talking about mental health and last week we celebrated Are You Okay Day and it was also Body Image and Eating Disorder Awareness Week which is something that very much hits close to home for me. So it would have been brilliant to release this episode last week but every time I tried to put the microphone to my mouth, I'm not joking, I started crying like every single time. So I was just not in the right headspace and I think it would have been really hypocritical of me to record a video about mental health if I was not okay myself. But alas, we're here now and we are discussing it. I'm in a much better headspace than what I was last week. It's almost comical the fact that, of course, like my mental health took a little crash during the week that was Are You Okay Day. But I'm being honest about how I'm feeling and I hope that this also opens up conversations with other people between themselves to be more honest about their feelings and accept that sometimes being vulnerable is a good option and it's like a good step in the right direction to seeking help for your mental well-being and your mental health. But before we jump right into today's topic, we do have to, of course, discuss the weekly wrap. So this week, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm a bit boring, but... What's on my TikTok feed and my favorite celebrity, all of that kind of revolves around the same thing. So I'm still on the Don't Worry Darling drama TikTok. And I'm sure it has been on everybody's feeds this past week. But my God, I want a movie about the creation of this movie. I want to be a fly on the wall. So if you don't know, I did slightly discuss Don't Worry Darling. I think it was in the first episode I've released of Hot Mess Podcast, but the drama has just continued. And basically, this past week gone has been the Venice Film Festival. And so it was the cast of Don't Worry Darling all there. And it was their first press conference and media calls and all of that jazz. And of course, the premiere of the film. Now, there is so much going on with this. Okay, so firstly, Florence Pugh is our leading lady. I absolutely adore her. She is my favorite celebrity of the week because of how petty like I don't know if I'd call it petty or just be like yes queen you did something good for yourself and you showed up and you were like well this is what's happened and I'm here to work as a professional but basically there's all this controversy between her and the director but at the end of the day what happened was she ended up showing up to Venice Film Festival 15 minutes late with an Aperol spritz in hand which is I'm just like iconic, iconic. If I had to deal with this much drama in a working environment, I probably would do the same thing. Like this is the one commitment that she absolutely had to promote the film so far. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to rock up late. I'm going to have a cocktail and I'm going to relax and have a good time. On top of that, all of her team were wearing shirts or commenting on the Instagrams, stuff like Miss Flow, which if you don't know, is in reference to the director flowing, (laughs) throwing shade at Florence, calling her Miss Flow in a very condescending way in a leaked video, which was leaked by Shia LaBeouf. This is a whole thing. Like I could write a thesis. It is a very, very long drama. On top of that, there's all these different 
conspiracy theories from a video of them all entering the premiere of the film and there's a video where Harry Styles looks like he spits on Chris Pine which is very confusing I'm not sure exactly what I believe about it like it does look like he does but it's also kind of like why would you do that you know I like we don't know like I know of course we don't know all the drama about behind the scenes but as far as we know, Chris Pine is a pretty unproblematic guy and Harry Styles likes to project that he's an unproblematic guy. So I'm kind of like, what's going on here? You know, I don't know what to think. And okay, I feel like I'm going to disappoint a lot of people right now. I am a huge Harry Styles fan. I've always been a One Direction girly. He was my favorite back in the X Factor days. But his press conferences, like where he's speaking about the film, it's like he's never had a day of media training in his life. I love the man, but he literally is like, oh, it's like you're watching a movie. Hold on, let me play the video for you. You know, my favorite thing about the movie is like, it feels like a, like a movie. It feels like a real, like, you know, go to the theater film movie. But, you know, you, you kind of, the reason why you go. Like, I'm sorry, but Harry, what is that? What is that? I have no idea exactly what you're trying to... Well, I do. I understand what you're saying. It's a movie and you feel like you're at the cinemas watching it. And Harry, that's because you are at the cinemas watching it. Is that really what your favourite thing about the movie is? Also, on top of this, rumour has it he and Olivia Wilde, the director, have in fact broken up. So I'm kind of like, was he trying to do a poor job at the media? I really don't know. Okay, anyway, we're just going to move on because this... I could go on. I could go on, but I know I'd just bore you. But don't worry, darling... Whole debacle is what is covering my TikTok feed and also some of my Instagram feed too. I feel like it's everywhere. And because of that, Florence Pugh is my favorite celebrity, probably then followed by Chris Pine for dealing with getting spat on and also being really adorable and carrying around like a little film camera to take photos of his castmate on the red carpet, like adorable. And then followed by Gemma Chan because she is an unproblematic queen and has probably had to deal with a lot of bullshit on the set of this movie and is just kind of holding it all together. She deserves a lot of credit. Aside from that, I don't think I've really got any recommendations this week either. I feel like I've had a pretty bland week. I did go to the movies and see the new Jordan Peele film, um, Nope, starring Queen Kiki Palmer. It was, yeah, it was a lot of nope. Like my boyfriend and I were the only people in the cinemas watching it as well, just which made it even more anxiety inducing because I was like I bet somebody who works in this theater is going to jump out and scare us because we're the only two people in here luckily that didn't happen thank god but yeah it was it was intense like I wouldn't say it's my favorite of Jordan Peele's movies but it was pretty good okay I think it's time to get into today's topic and I do want to give a bit of a trigger warning before we begin that this topic is not something I think everyone should get involved in if they're not in the right headspace to listen or discuss it just yet. Um, I, I will be discussing eating disorders and various mental health concerns, including anxiety and depression. And I just want to lay that out before I even get started so that if you feel, think this is something you won't be comfortable with, then I highly recommend you switch off because it's better for you to just, sometimes you just need to deal with your own thing. It's okay. When you're feeling better, you can always come back and listen, but it's totally on your terms. So yeah. 
Okay, so in my lifetime, in my lovely little 24 years, I have had a bit of a cocktail of different health experiences, um, both good and bad. I like to think I'm on the upwards trajectory in terms of how my health is going, but I also want to say I am not perfect and I do slip up. Every day is work in progress. Every day I'm trying to work towards getting better, but it is totally normal as well to have a lapse in, I guess, judgment and also, you know, like just a moment where you don't feel okay. Like you're allowed to not feel okay. I want to put that out there. Like you're allowed to feel everything you're feeling. Sometimes it's just a good idea to seek help. Okay, so I'd say for myself personally, my mental health journey if you will, kind of began when I was, I'd say 16, 17. I moved towns. I think I kind of discussed this in the last episode, how I moved towns and was very much trying to fit in. And for me, that also came with unhealthily trying to alter my body and my mindset. And it was just not a good time for me. I think it was around that time that I experienced my first panic attack. And I don't Hi, mom and dad. I don't think they were even aware of this at the time. Um, But yeah, it was definitely something I tried to keep hidden because I just, it was something I was embarrassed about, which I shouldn't have been. I think in my later teens as well, like I'd say this for everyone, it is such an impressionable time because you're in that awkward phase where you're not a kid anymore and you're trying to be an adult, but you're not quite an adult and you want to be taken seriously And for me, I felt like being taken seriously meant looking good, I guess, because at that point in time, I really wanted a career in performing arts. And I thought, you're not really a performing artist if you don't look like a performing artist. It was also around this time I know a lot of other people in my life had their own struggles with their mental health. And so I was witnessing that play out. And in my mind... I was also saying to myself, oh, that wouldn't happen to me without even considering the fact that it was happening to me at the exact same time. And that's a huge thing with some disorders is that you think it wouldn't happen to you whilst it is happening and you try to deny it as much as you can. And it's also really hard looking at people who are changing physically or mentally and I mean, it sounds terrible, but like if you're trying to fit in at, at that age and you're witnessing other people going through things, it's hard to not also start doing that. I don't know if that makes sense, but because you're so impressionable and you're trying to fit in, you end up kind of going down the same road as the people around you. So denied this experience was going on for the last few years of my high school experience And then I got into a full-time performing arts program, which I was ecstatic about. But it is no hidden secret that being a performing artist does come with a variety of... Well, it doesn't necessarily come with this, but it is known that performing artists suffer with different mental health disorders. Which I also... (laughs) This sounds really weird, but I was 
so determined to also not that that happened to me because I had my careers counsellor in high school say to me when I told her that I wanted to be a professional dancer, she was like, okay, if you're going to do that, she straight up said to me, I'm like, I think about this all the time. She said to me, if you want to be a dancer, then be prepared to have an eating disorder, an anxiety disorder, and be depressed for the rest of your life. And I was like, <gasps> she did not just say that to me. And then I was like, well, I'm going to prove her wrong. And then all of that ended up happening. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not depressed for the rest of my life, but like in my dance career, that did end up happening. And just a shout out to all my dance friends who have not experienced any of this. Y'all, I'm like, I want what you're having. Like, oh, good for you. And honestly, like, I think performing artists, sorry, side note, performing artists have gone through a lot in the last few years in terms of like COVID and stuff. So good for you for keeping your shit together. Proud of y'all. But anyway, so I ended up going to the performing arts school saying fuck you to my careers counselor and being like, I'm going to make this happen and I'm going to prove everyone wrong. And I proved them all that they were correct. So it never initially started. I saw a lot of girls around me, unfortunately, dealing with body dysmorphia. And I refused to admit that this was going on for a long time. In my first year and a half of studying dance, I was very much like, oh my God, healthy eating. And like, I would make videos about what I was eating every day and like promote the fact that this is what my lifestyle is and thinking that was healthy. And I also want to put it out there that just because you're promoting what you're eating and thinking that that's healthy, sometimes that's also a part of disordered thinking because you're putting out and you're projecting your like lifestyle and what you're putting into your body that can become very obsessive I'd also say that I was following a lot of influences if you will who weren't the best role models for like what I needed at that time in my life in terms of what they put out into the universe as well which can really affect you I highly recommend cutting down on your social media feed if you don't think that the people who are on there are serving a good purpose to you. I did get really sick in my first year, um, not due to any of my mental health reasons, but um, I just, I had a really, really bad immune system, spent some time in hospital. And because of that, I lost an extreme amount of weight in a very short amount of time. And what was really unfortunate was that once I was healthy enough to come back to the studio, I was praised for how I looked, which repulses me knowing that people knew how unwell I had been. Like when I, I'm like, I'm not exaggerating. I would like, I felt like I was on my deathbed and it could have had very long-term health concerns for me if it, if I'd been any worse than what I was. But so for people to know that and then to praise me for weight loss that was out of my control really, really affected me. And because of that, I was like, well, then I need to keep looking this way, which is so fucked up. And once I got into that mindset, it's not sustainable. If because I lost all that weight from something that was totally out of my control. It was something that had invol involuntarily taken over my body. And 
I had believed, I talked myself into believing that that was going to be sustainable and it was not. The only way that that was going to be a sustainable figure to keep on my body was to do it in a very unhealthy manner. And I don't want to go into how I did that because I don't want to put thoughts into other people's heads and it's not something that I should promote and I don't want to promote it ever, but it's a very downward spiral and it can happen very quickly once you get into the mindset of needing to look a certain way. So from that day onwards, I'd say it was probably about two and a half, three-ish years of very problematic behavior on my end whilst outwardly promoting that like my lifestyle was very physical, very healthy. And I'm, I don't want to be ashamed of myself for having done that because I know it's a very normal thing for people in these situations to do. But I do really want to put it out there to anyone who I may have influenced during that time for being like, look at me, I'm being so healthy and fit. I am sorry if that you, that's what you truly believed. I'm sorry if that's what I projected into the universe and you thought, wow, Tilly looks really fit and healthy because I'm telling you now that was probably the worst time in my life and it saddens me that I put that out into the universe pretending to be something that I was not. By the time I graduated from the performing arts studio, I then had to experience COVID. Well, I didn't have COVID, but we had to experience all the lockdowns and different things that came along with COVID. And unfortunately for the performing arts industry, that did mean it was shut down for a very, very long time, which was kind of soul crushing and I talk about this with all of my dance friends about how difficult and dark that time was for us because it kind of felt like a big identity crisis because it was suddenly like well who are we without performing arts what do we have to show for ourselves I've just got this random diploma in musical theater that can't be used towards anything because firstly there's no shows I can't teach at dance schools because Dance schools are shut down and are only being taught online, so they're only really keeping the dance teachers they already have. And if I want to enter a regular job, having a diploma in musical theatre really isn't going to do much for me. So that was just shit. <laughs> and it was the first time I really experienced what it was like to be depressed. I moved in with my parents during the lockdowns. Um, they took, I take my hat off to them, I was like, a 21 year old who was very lost in life and they did their best to care for me in a way that I'm like, I don't know. I like, I apologize, mum and dad. Like, I was a mess. But as shitty as that situation was, I'm also incredibly grateful that it sounds weird to be grateful for COVID, right? But I'm glad that a situation such as COVID happened at the time when it did because it made me step back from the universe that I had been so strongly a part of that had been mentally affecting me in such a terrible way. And it made me stop and it made me think about what I value in life and if that was something that I wanted to continue. It made me realize what I had been doing was not sustainable for my mental health or and for my body. And it also made me own up to, I don't want to say own up, but it made me realize how terribly I had been treating myself. It was the first time I really spoke to my parents about 
my eating disorders and also the anxiety that I had felt in the three years that I had been dancing, um, which was quite terrible. They knew that I had been anxious. And I think when I, once I opened up to my mum, especially about this, um, she said she'd always had a feeling, I think it's just mother's intuition, but I guess it's also, it's also really hard for parents to like understand when something is wrong. And also when you're not living with a child and you can't care for them 24 seven. So that would have been really hard on my parents. And it's a lot when you're not only when you're dealing with mental health, but when you're seeing somebody who you love deal with their mental health, it's, it's hard. But to be honest, being able to be so vulnerable and open up to my family members about everything I'd experienced and shut off from them for three years, it was the start of healing for me. And it was the start of the upwards trajectory in my mental health. It was also so freeing to be able to talk to some of my best friends about it as well, because little did I know they had experienced same things in their lifetimes and hadn't previously felt like they could talk about it as well. So it kind of created a connection between us because it was like we could relate to each other. And prior to that, we had no confidence in sharing our experiences. And not only that, but for my friends who lived back home, it was like they finally understood why I shut myself off so much during my training as a dancer. I never saw them. I was never going home. I really didn't socially interact as much as I wish I did during that time. And it's all because I think in a way... I didn't want them to see me like that as well. And these girls are my best friends. I love them to my core. Like to this day, they are my best friends. And I didn't want them to see me as vulnerable as I was. And we're now super open about it. And thank God. But And they're also understanding about it as well. So I don't know what I was so afraid of. But being able to open up to the people who I love so much was such a freeing experience. That's not to say that going through the process of healing was not difficult. And still to this day, it's, it is difficult. There's always a bump in the road and there's always, I don't want to say it's always one step forward, three steps back. That's not the case. You can take 10 steps forward and then take one step back. You know, there's always, for me at least, there's always something I need to work on and it's good for me to be mindful of what I need to work on. But for instance, when I found out that I had depression during COVID, I did not want to admit, of course, I didn't want to admit that I was depressed. And so for a doctor to say to me that they thought I should be on a certain medication to help me, I was like sobbing in the in the doctor's office being like, I don't need them. I'm fine. It's like, girl, you were not okay. <laughs> you needed them. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. Like seeking help is not something to be ashamed of at all. And I know, of course, it's really hard in some circumstances. I know that therapy isn't an accessible option for everybody. And the same with some medications. 
there are luckily more affordable options these days. However, I know that this still isn't accessible to everyone. So I'm not going to sit here and say, go to therapy if you need it, because I know that that's just not an option for everybody. But I recommend as much as you can, please just be open with your feelings and be vulnerable with the ones who you love. And they're more often than not going to understand how you're feeling. And on top of that, they might have experienced the exact same thing and felt the exact same way you did and also not have felt like they could talk to anyone. And I think that's at the end of the day, the most important part about dealing with your mental health is open conversations because more often than not, there are more people going through it than what you think. And you're probably going to find a really good circle of people who can help you out because they've gone through it as well. Speaking of which, I really do want to give a bit of a shout out to the men in my life who have been open with their own struggles in regards to mental health. I think I think it is really important that we do have these discussions. And these days, I unfortunately, there still is a stigma around mental health. And I think men are also less likely to discuss what's going on in their lives. Um, I think we also need to recognize the fact that a lot of these disorders, such as an eating disorder, they come in many different shapes and forms and they do differ a lot between men and women. I think we forget that men struggle with these disorders in different ways. Um, I think there is a lot of pressure for guys to, I don't know, be a gym guy and stuff like that. Like you see it all the time. Um, and we need to understand that sometimes that is not a healthy way of living as well. And it's not sustainable for that either. Um, that's not to say that everyone, (laughs) I'm definitely not saying everybody who goes to the gym and works out is unhealthy. That's definitely not what I'm saying, but I'm saying, you know, it can become obsessive and I think it is more likely for men to go down that route um, of eating disorders and, um, body dysmorphia. And I think we need to be very understanding of that as well in society. I feel like from this episode, there's going to be so much that I'm going to branch out on, on future episodes because my mental health, I don't want to be like, it's consumed my life, but you're always living with mental health, (laughs) you know, like you're always working on it. You're always trying to maintain a good balance in your life. That's not to say that you slip up. I slipped up this week this past week when I really wanted to save face and go on here and discuss mental health and be like, this is where we're going and it's good and life's great and I'm great. I slipped up. I had a really shit week and I cried a lot. I didn't nourish my body the way I should have. And I was upset about that as well spoke to my family about it, booked in a therapy session. We're going to work on it. At least I'm able to recognize what's happened and where I've slipped up and how I can improve on that in the future. And doing stuff like that has really helped me being able to not justify it, but like not justify how I'm feeling, but understand why I'm feeling it and what has led me into the situation of those feelings. It's also really funny because I was asked on Instagram this week, what I do for self-care when I'm not feeling my best and when I'm struggling with my mental health. 
And I'm grateful for the fact that people do come for me, come to me for this kind of advice. However, like I'm still a work in progress. And so I hope that people are understanding of that. And also my advice, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a therapist or even a life coach. I'm just a girl on a podcast who is expressing her thoughts and feelings and is trying to open up a safe space for everyone else to do so as well. But that's to say my advice won't work for everyone. So I can tell you, go on a walk, get some vitamin D, drink lots of water, make sure you're nourishing your body, do something pleasant that you love, do it for yourself, do some self-care, run a bath, read a book, do some breathing exercises. That doesn't work for everybody. Like that's the stuff that works for me. And I know that doesn't work for everybody. So I think it really is important for you to find your own thing as well. Uh, I'd say what I did just list are some good starting blocks for those things. However, I highly recommend trying to discover what makes you happy and what makes you feel calm and at peace with yourself. And on top of that, I think I'm a a pretty open book, if you couldn't tell I'm on a podcast. Um, So the way I deal with certain things is very different to how other people deal with certain things. I'm I find it really helpful to be open about what I'm going through and talking to people and saying, this is something that I did today that gave me a lot of anxiety um, or just crying to somebody and saying, I'm in a really shitty place. That's where I find comfort sometimes. And I know not everyone does that. I know like some people struggle to be vulnerable and that's completely understandable. Before I was willing before I was ready to discuss my mental health I did not want to tell anybody what I'd been going through and I did not want to be vulnerable and in my mind I thought that was a weakness opening up about how I was feeling and I can understand why other people feel that as well but I really do recommend if you can't see somebody close to you if you don't think you've got the support network around you try to seek a third party And this can come in many forms. I know therapy can be super expensive and it's not accessible to all communities, especially in Australia. Unfortunately, it's not accessible to everyone. But luckily, there are so many online platforms or hotlines that you can call and you can speak to a third party and they can help you out. And I really recommend this. If you're starting out just trying to find help, somebody to talk to please call one of these hotlines. Some of these hotlines include Lifeline, Beyond Blue, the Butterfly Foundation in regards to eating disorders, um, Better Help, Psych Help. There's a lot. There are so many options. And please, if you're going through anything and you just need somebody to talk to, I implore you, please reach out to one of these online services. Don't go through it alone because you don't have to go through it alone. Honestly, a goal for this podcast is to create a safe space for people in the future to be able to discuss these things and what they're going through. And the whole premise of Hot Mess is because I've been a real hot mess. Been through it. I've been a real big hot mess. And I want to demonstrate to people that life does get better. And That involves working on myself in the meantime and showing up every day and trying to be the best version of myself and 
we're working on it. And it's okay for life to get messy. You don't have to deal with it by yourself ever. And there's always a solution or there's always a way out of a really dark situation. I, the last thing I want is for somebody to come away from this conversation and think that they don't have a place to go or someone to turn to or any sort of help. I want this to open up conversations. I want people to understand how they're feeling and I want people to be able to discuss what's going on in their lives, no matter what it is. For now, I think this is a good spot for us to leave this conversation. I know that there's so much more that I could have dived into with this one, but because it is, of course, our first podcast episode in regards to mental health, I do think this is something we should ease our way into before diving right into the deep end of it all. It is a very complex topic and it's not something that can be figured out in a day. Um, So I think this is something that I want to do across maybe a few episodes in the future. Of course, not one after the other. So like we can have a nice little break and discuss other things, but we'll definitely come back to this and hopefully in the future, we'll see like how things have improved for the listeners as well. I would love to get some people on here to discuss their own journeys, if you will. I hate that word with their own mental health and how their lives have changed and I want to have people on here who have been through it as well and who can demonstrate like their own experiences and how they've managed to come out the other side because I also don't think that my advice is going to be the advice for everyone to take on. So I think it will always be important for me to bring on guests to discuss their own events as well. So those who have stayed for the end, congratulations. Congratulations. Wow. Tongue tied. Your girl needs a nap. Um, but congrats on making it this far. I know it was a harder topic for us to discuss today, but I hope that it maybe gave you some more insight into my life and understand why I've jumped onto this podcast to share my story. And I hope that it also may have helped some people feel like they can seek help as well in times of trouble. Um, so yeah, let's leave it there. I love you guys. Please take care of yourselves. It's okay to be a mess. We can be messes together.